Hello and welcome to the Turn 5 podcast. I believe this is episode 17 now yeah. uh, and we will be reviewing uh, all of this week's uh, weekend's action from the Great British Grand Prix. Um, one of us was lucky enough to go and sit in a grandstand all weekend. I'm sure we uh, won't hear anything about that. I try not to flex too hard about it. No, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, I think the first point of uh, conversation we need to have is the the change of format and how that affected things. Because normally we dive into free practice, but to be honest, free practice this weekend was next to non-existent. Like we yeah. had the first mm. hour of running, which was basically everyone did a race run and then did a quali sim. And that was it. Yeah, I mean... I didn't mind FP1 so much because obviously with the reduced format, they they all went out straight away, you know, did a lot of running. But FP2 was the one, like, well, for a start, having practice after qualifying, well, yeah. but normal qualifying is just weird. And second of all, because they'd already qualified, it was all race runs and it was just, yeah. They're all I, under park just, Fermi conditions anyway. Yeah, yeah I struggled to stay, like, interested in that. It was... yeah. And it was all very well. It, it didn't. It wouldn't have told us anything anyway, because you never know what fuel loads. I mean, I think Red Bull ended up about two seconds quicker, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. 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 That yeah. was interesting. So that's where I stand on the practice. But yeah. I mean, I I didn't even watch FP two because I was having my hair cut. <laughs> but it doesn't. I didn't think I'd miss much considering it was under Park Ferme. So yeah, it was like kind of pointless in all honesty. Like yeah, they it had was, the. Yeah. Well, they they could have done their practice starts with like the lower amount of fuel because they've never done that before, so like that was the only benefit I could really see. But yeah, that bit needs a rethink. I think. Yeah, um, but the 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 only thing is, it's like, oh well, if you let them not be in Park Ferme, it's like, well, then you have to take a to literally detail everything that they've done in qualifying and make sure they put it back to how it was. So it's kind of pointless at that point. So uh, I do kind of see why they've done it like that. So it gives people a reason to be there on Friday as well. Yeah. Which makes them more money. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I see of, why they've done it, but it's quite bad. We were kind of talking about like, because obviously, if, say they swapped FP2 and qualifying, or it would have made Friday, you know, because there, there was a, the, the atmosphere on Friday at Silverstone because of the qualifying was so good like much better than it normally would be on a practice day so and then if obviously you swap them around you'd lose that but well, yeah it'd just go back to being yeah. what friday is for every other yeah. grand prix it's just no, a practice day yeah so i don't really see how else it could be done no i mean it's not bad i won't say it was bad the, the sprint race certainly provided entertainment um I mean, officially, it's not a sprint race. It's sprint qualifying, but it's a race. Come on. Um, but I I don't think it'll work with every track. And even my dad, who hardly watches much Formula One, was like, this wouldn't work everywhere. And we both instantly went Monaco because, I mean, that would just be a 17-lap procession, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, it is anyway. So, well, yeah, yeah. but like you don't even have the the mandatory pit stops to try and spice it up. So, 
Yeah, yeah. I've seen a couple of people on Twitter saying how it would be good for, like I said before we started recording, it'd be good to have like sprint qualifying at like classic tracks like Silverstone. I, I was going to say Monaco, but like, like classic, Monza. but obviously that wouldn't you work. Monza. Monza. Like tracks like that, which have been in the calendar for years, like decades essentially. And just to like spice them up a bit. <laughs> but yeah. like not every w- weekend because then it'd just be no. Yeah, I I wouldn't mind it like to, well, we've got it three times, haven't we? That, I think that's yeah. about right. But I think it was kind of obvious that whoever got to the first corner first was going to win, like Staff on Hamilton. And like the way it worked out with the, the field spread was quite big. Like Mercedes started Bottas on soft, didn't they, to try and get Verstappen, which could have been interesting but it didn't work out. I mean, and obviously Alonso was the one who made it quite interesting, wasn't he? It was six places in the opening lap, I think it was. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just strap a rocket ship on and then like that the was it. bullet bill for Mario Kart. Uh, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I think the the format has potential, but it would it, it will work best on circuits where overtaking is more abundant um like well monza is like the the example because you slip through someone down down the home straight dive bomb into turn one you see so many overtakes there um but i don't know i don't feel like i don't feel like it would work somewhere like canada or you know somewhere somewhere where overtaking is more difficult because Silverstone is still quite a difficult place to overtake. And I think we've seen that this weekend. There weren't ridiculous amounts of overtakes in any of the series, really. I was surprised um, at that. Mm. I was like 2019. You think about 2019, like how Verstappen and Leclerc followed each other, for example. It was like, very difficult to pass this weekend. But even, even the junior formulas, there's normally a lot more overtakes going on than there were in this weekend. So. That was that was what was a bit strange for me, to be honest. I guess the one big victim was Perez, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah you had the wall, but miracles. Um, yeah. uh, I suppose you've got like the big gainer of Alonso and the big loser of Perez, mm. but at the same time, Perez hasn't lost as much as he would have done had that been the actual race, mm. because he's been able to go and get his car repaired and then had another 52 laps to make up the positions. Um, yeah. I think the thing that annoyed me the most is it kind of it devalued pole position for me. Like, it just yeah. didn't feel right that Hamilton, you know, well, set that. We got the Pirelli speed yeah. king. Yeah, mm. exactly. <laughs> it just mm. felt weird with Stafford getting a pole position for winning a race. Yeah, yeah they, they, they need to sort that out. Yeah. Pole position is, I know, pole position is who starts the race on pole, but it's always who qualifies fastest. Mm. So, wasn't yeah. like Hamilton had like the fastest lap or something, but Max won, so he got pole. It yeah, was something true. like that. Yeah. And it's like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's, it's also it's incredibly annoying that George Russell had his best ever. By the way, I think apart from Hamilton winning the race, George Russell getting into Q three got the biggest cheer of the weekend, which was oh yeah, you can like, hear that, that was on, brilliant to see. Yeah, we heard on that TV on that was oh that was great. obviously you know there's there's Hamilton fever with the British crowd, and there always has been, but it it was great to see this year like Norris and Russell Russell kind of like emerge with the British fans. 
and that moment where Russell got into Q3 was so good. But it just it's typical, isn't it? He had his best qualifying, but he's been so bad at starts and he had to do three of them. Mm. Yeah, not ideal. Um, and he got a penalty, which I think was very harsh as well. Yeah. But I, uh, well, I mean, we'll come on to it. I think the stewards have sort of, after Austria, they've cornered themselves, really. Um, they've set a precedent and now everyone's going to judge it back to that if they don't do things. And as right or wrong as that may be, I don't, yeah, it's just, it's harsh. So, but there's always going to be a, is it a harsh penalty? Is it a soft penalty? Is it a whatever? Um, but then everyone will compare it back to, oh, back in like 2017, so-and-so did this and they didn't get a penalty. And it's like, well, you know, apple scrapes. They're, they're both incidents, but you, they're not the same thing. So, yeah, it's, I think the stewards have one of the hardest jobs, but it would help if they, uh, actually did it right <laughs> yeah when we discussed the penalty points last week didn't we and yeah it's um, wrong yeah yeah i think when chris comes back he'll have something to say about it alone. we haven't even like covered that chris is working till 11 so he's not with yeah. us this evening uh but if we're here for long enough he might well <laughs> Uh, we will be given certain if we if we, if we cause world war three then he might turn up <laughs> when <Yeah. laughs> when, when. when yes yeah. all right i'll just uh i'll send the invite link to jean tard and he'll come in and smooth things over <laughs> send, send an email to michael matty <laughs> <laughs> Which hope does not michael, waste on michael I, have you seen my email get toto's email as well just to laugh <laughs> <laughs> that was that was so strange. She's like, "Have you seen my email?" It's like, "Whoa, what is this, dude?" Like, <laughs> the the eight, the nineties called. They want their tech back. <laughs> we don't use emails that much anymore. <laughs> How do you come up with a diagram? Like, and no, normally, I, if I try and attach like a photo to an email, it says I was too big or something. Mm. <laughs> He's obviously just done yeah. it on MS Paint. Yeah, it's just going to be like a here's here's the corner and like two lines drawn on. Yeah. Just, I zoomed in picture on Photoshop. Yeah, all of it. <laughs> yeah, just zoomed in picture of Photoshop on that corner, just like loads of different a mess. Yeah, and just hope you understand it. Yeah, I mean. I, I then found it quite funny. It was like, yeah, you know, you can go up to the steward's office because Michael Massey's the race director. He's like, I don't care. Show the stewards. <laughs> I've got nothing to do with this. I run the race. I don't make the decisions. I just tell them if I want them to have a look at something. They're already looking at it. Go and talk to them. Yeah, as much so, as I like roasted Michael Massey last week, he did actually handle that pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it uh, was... It's like I mean I get it. Both teams defending their driver. It's always going to happen that way. But it's just like, why are you talking to Michael? Mm. It, they've already said it's under investigation. It's now in the stewards' hands. At that mm. point, Michael has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> T talk to the stewards if you're going to moan about something. Yeah, and that's where you could see as well. We spoke about like Reb Christian Horner being the ultimate wind-up merchant. You could see like his gamesmanship in the way he went and spoke to Michael Massey to try and 
the Hamilton <laughs> fantasy, which I wasn't a fan of. Like his interview after the race, I oh, was yeah. not a fan He's of. I mean, I normally definitely. try and I normally try and take him with a pinch of salt, but that was not on. Like yeah. basically, in fair, he did it on purpose. But I raised you, Helmut Marco. <laughs> yeah, I mean Helmut Marco is just who even takes him seriously. Proposing a race ban. Wow, I'm. In fact, while watching the race. We were just in the live chat in the Discord, just taking the absolute brick into him. It was hilarious. It was just weird. The, the, the story broke that Marco had like proposed a race ban and everyone was just like, what? <laughs> like, as much as everyone disagreed over who was at fault and what kind of penalty was given, as soon as that came up, everyone was like, yeah, no, that's ridiculous. Come on now. He's like an F1 Twitter user, which is absolutely hilarious considering he's about 140 years old. I don't think he knows what a character limit is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when imagine... someone says, like, oh, Hamilton should have been black flagged straight away. Yeah, just imagine, like, the stuff flies off the road. Instead of instead of safety car deployed, it immediately comes up saying, oh, black flag for car number 44. It's oh, like... Some of, <laughs> some of the viewpoints you see are just hilariously bad, yeah. but I can just hopefully imagine... ours won't be. I can imagine with some people, the amount of audacity they have on Twitter will probably, if they see him... Helmut Marco in person, they would just go, "Isn't it time to retire right about now?" Just he's please. like, I, "I did retire. <laughs> this is my retirement job." Oh. <laughs> is it time to retire that retirement? Please do the sport some good. Yeah, and Christian Horner said Hamilton was an eight-time world champion as well. Which, yeah, I mean, does he know something we don't? <laughs> Yeah, he's already give up after he that. was i mean he was fuming which was <laughs> oh, yeah. it was quite it was quite funny but it was also like i didn't like i mean we kind of jumped to after the race but <laughs> oh, yeah i mean yeah it's it's covering the incident isn't it yeah like, I, think, I mean i think there's only one talking point isn't there? i mean yeah it was the lap one incident and that was i, I don't want to say that was it for the race because there was other things that happened there were other things big. that happened, but nothing, nothing yeah. that big. Nothing as uh, contentious. Yeah, I was, trying to, I was trying to think. That's probably like the most dramatic moment in F one since I don't know, like Ross Berg and Hamilton kicking each other out. Oh yeah, great. Well, like okay, it, involving two yeah. two drivers, Spain twenty six going for a championship. Yeah. yeah, which yeah, I was saying. Uh, it's yeah. I mean. A lot of there's there's a lot of ways you can I suppose there's there's a lot of people that gave their two cents on it, um, all of the experts and yada yada and it the most of the the experts TV pundits ex drivers and that were saying you know it's probably a racing incident marginally more towards the side of Lewis's fault which you know that's sensible it is in essence a racing incident but at the same time did he really need to try it there like we've we've said in the past about drivers that need to have the right sort of patience to get past a driver um like everyone complained about albon making his move around outside of turn four at austria and getting punterinoed um like he had the pace he had the fresh tires he could have done it whenever but you know it's i think with lewis there was also like that obviously he didn't have to but there's like in his head he wanted to win silverstone of course he does he's 
British driver. Yeah. But like, I think there was that pressure in his head, like, I want to win this. So he was like, had not a lot of patience, even though it was the first I lap. mean, in fairness, he had been over the back of him for the entire lap up to that point. Yeah. But like, and it had been a very tall order to get him at any point after that. Yeah, yeah I think the race. I think the sprint race didn't help Lewis. The fact yeah. that Max got ahead and then he was just behind the whole time. Lewis's I start in that was abysmal. Lewis going into the, like the actual race would have been like, if I get a chance, I've just got to go full send. Mm. I mean, the way I see it is like everyone's got everyone's gonna have their opinions. Like, yeah. was he alongside? I mean, you yeah. see it on the side, but he was alongside. Mm. And then Max keeps the sweeping angle because he's got the higher momentum from the outside line. Yeah, not when he wasn't when the contact was made, obviously, because he hit his rear tire. Yeah, but yeah, but at where po- I see it is going into the braking yeah. zone or the lifting zone. You have mm. to, you kind of have to break a little bit yeah. when you're going side by side on your own. It is a flat corner, but when yeah. you the have way, the compromised line, you gotta you gotta come off a bit. The way I see it is, it's it's two like great great drivers, you know, fighting everything they've got for a win. Both probably could have done more to avoid it. I agree. If you absolutely had to put the blame on someone, it would be Martin Hamilton. Yeah. And But I feel like, for me, it was more of a racing incident. And I feel like, I know the stewards aren't supposed to give penalties based on outcome, but in my opinion, the penalty was given because Verstappen retired and Hamilton carried on in second. That's... That's how I would. That's how I saw it. Like, well, according to Michael Massey, an, an article came out today. Say, they always say that, don't they? But yeah. They say they don't get penalties on that one, and they gave one to George. I mean, they they also say that things aren't um, as a as a, as a result of the outcome. But like, Gasly forced Norris wide at France, but they didn't give Gasly a penalty because Norris got passed eventually anyway. But Norris slightly forces Sergio off the track. And Sergio loses six positions because he's in the gravel trap and Norris gets a five-second penalty. Yeah. So is it really oh. because of uh not yeah. due to outcome? Because I'm I'm finding that hard to believe. Yeah, from, I mean from the thing is from Lewis's point of view, he's he's always like been cautious, isn't he, in a title battle because you know his experience, he knows if he loses the position, he could probably get it back later. And I think Max is obviously the complete opposite of that, isn't he? I, I feel and like I this he, year is the year he doesn't think he can get that position back. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh, and the thing is, I think you look at Imola at the start, and also especially Spain, where Hamilton literally jumped out of the way. I think Max has played on Lewis's cautiousness, and he thinks maybe he can bully him. And I think he found out. I think he thought he could chop across him, and Hamilton would back out. I mean, you've I've seen hard way. we've seen oh. Max's onboards that when he he turns in initially and then sees Lewis alongside and opens his steering wheel out to try and give him more room before then you know having to commit to the corner. So I don't know. It's yeah, yeah. it's one of those things. It's if either driver had been four inches either way, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I mean, so it's it's a, a very marginal spot. But yeah, well, I mean, the Leclerc, the, the pass to the lead at the end showed he can do it. <laughs> yeah, just Leclerc goes wide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna be like, if you're gonna be really harsh on Max, you could say if he'd had Hamilton's kind of championship mindset, he might he could have you know really backed out of it, let Hamilton go, and he's at, at worst he's got. The he's whole losing seven him. points, yeah. 
yeah, he's got the whole race ahead of him. He's in second in what's been the best car for a few races now. With the best pit crew. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, to be fair, he could have had the best car then. We yeah. just don't know. He, he, and he the, and certainly did in the sprint race. That's where you can bring it back to the one with Ocon in Brazil in 2018, where, okay, it was... Like, obviously, that was more clear-cut Ocon's fault because he was a lap down. And this one's more debatable. But you could argue, yes, Max was, according to the stewards, the victim. But did he really need to put his car where he did and risk, obviously, in that case, being you know spinning out in the case of yesterday, being in the wall at 100 and whatever it was, 70 yeah. miles an hour? Oh, that's harsh. That's a harsh opinion on Max. Like, I've got an image here. I want to see if it'll load. So here we have um, Bottas and Hamilton. This is Bottas's viewpoint of his overtake on the inside of Cops. I believe it's it's, it's got to be 2019 because the this is still yeah, the yeah. silver arrow. Um, but you can see from from these onboards the car's position. Now I know Max came over and squeezed Lewis, and Lewis was inside. And, but then Max came back to the racing line and Lewis did follow him mostly. So I think these sorts of positions are reasonably comparable in that respect. But what I'm looking at is Bottas's line through Cops. You can see he has absolutely smashed this apex and nailed it. Hamilton has not made that. Which I feel is what is what contributed to to the the accident. Um, I believe that it's, it's no clear cut. Oh, it's just because he missed the apex, sort of thing. Um, I, I put my my two cents on Twitter. I, I tweeted quite a lot during the race, to be honest. Um, but now I I said that I feel like you know it's the first lap. Your tyres aren't up to temperature or pressure yet, so you're not going to be running at maximum grip because you've only done half a lap and you've been sat on the grid for like 20 seconds. So you're not quite at full pressure temperature yet. Uh, you're on the dirty side of the track uh, and we've already spoken about the reduced running this weekend. So there's it's been rubbered in less and we've had... Well, normally we have... I say normally. We, we have F2 and F3 under normal circumstances, don't we? So that, that's a lot of running from them. But we, we just had F2 and W series. So there's less running from support races as well. So you have less grip because it's less rapid. And at a corner of that speed, I don't feel like either of them sort of backed out enough to take the line that would have been necessary to go too wide around that corner. Um, and because Lewis hasn't, as as the driver on the outside you expect the driver on the inside at that sort of speed to be hitting the apex because that's what you'd do if you were on your own you'd, you'd hit the apex take the best line so why wouldn't you do that when you're alongside someone so i feel like that sort of played into it um so i i feel like the lower grip the speed of the incident and the fact that lewis is somewhat understeered out from the apex is what resulted into the crash. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that comparison, 
I think what mainly caused the crash was, well, Verstappen moved over so much, didn't he? So towards the pit, uh, the old yeah. pit wall, which meant Hamilton had such a tight line to cops, which therefore made him miss the apex. But that's where you say he should have backed out. But then again, with that comparison, you could then go back to the point I was making earlier about Hamilton in 2019 played the long game because he let Bottas go, knowing that he'd probably beat him in the race, which he did. And yeah. So that's, so, so that's what Norris was doing later on. Yeah, he was getting... <laughs> yeah, for his championship challenge when Hamilton and Verstappen collide at the next five races. I mean, that was that was sort of the joke that went on in the Discord of when when um, Norris basically just let him pass. It was just kind of like, he doesn't want to be the next Verstappen. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thing is, with, that, with the crash, you could see it coming. And, well, yeah. obviously it was always... It's probably always going to happen at some point this season if they were going to continue to be wheel to wheel so much. But yeah. you can see it coming. And to be honest, I really thought we we're going to get a repeat with Leclerc and Hamilton. Yeah, I really. I mean, that's that's, that's the thing though. You you run that risk when you have a championship battle that's actually close. Mm. You you don't really see it in years that we don't have a close championship battle. We don't have a rivalry. I if. Last year, it was just Mercedes at the front and everyone just turned their focus onto who's going to finish P3 in the constructors. And it was that. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I feel like 2017, when the Ferraris got off to a good start, was probably, it took until, was it 2017? Germany? No, it was 2018, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it took until Germany before Lewis actually got back in front in the constructors and the drivers, like, it's, we haven't had a fierce competition at the front since then. Yes, other teams have you know taken race wins and this, that, and the other, but it's not been a a consistent challenge. Because I, no disrespect to Valtteri, but he's not. He, he is and he's not a driver. challenger. He is the number two driver. Yeah, yeah. He's not. A, he's not a challenger. He is a a consolidation. When Lewis doesn't finish first, Valtteri's there to try and finish first. And until recently, I would have said he probably would have done. But nowadays, I'm thinking, even if Lewis isn't there, he's probably finishing third. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was off the clerk's pace, wasn't he? Yeah, the... which is ludicrous to think. How uh, We've all said the Ferrari's bad, and yet mm. Bottas cannot maintain pace with him. I mean, if you think about it, Bottas really should have won that race. Like the way it played out, yeah, yeah. he really I know should. The Ferrari have done. was quick in the end, but I mean, to think he was right behind Hamilton for the restart, and obviously Hamilton had a ten-second penalty. Yeah, well, I mean, he did lose that to Norris, didn't he? Which cost him, but even then, mm. yeah, it cost him until the pit stop, and then the McLaren pit stop was slow. Yeah. So that was that was pain. There was a lot of slow pit stops though. So, or Carlos. Oh my god, yeah, Carlos serving a, a 10 second penalty to sympathize with Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> that showed how tough it was to pass as well. Because he literally closed up to Ricardo. Well, he'd been ahead, wouldn't he, if it wasn't the pit stop. Yeah. But he closed up to him so quickly and just could never pass. Which was mm. bit of a shame. Can we go into the team by team analysis then before we go off a tangent and miss anything? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like we should cover the uh, the other the social media point before we go into oh, yeah. the full team analysis. 
um, the aftermath of the incident um, is, well, abhorrent, I think is the only sort of word that we can use to describe it. The way the Red Bull personnel, by Red Bull personnel, I mean Christian Horner and Max and Helmut Marko, the way they handled it could have been a lot better. Like, I understand Max's point of view because, like, he was the one who crashed. So, like, I understand why he is really, really angry. But again, like, tone it down a bit for social media. Christian Horn and Helmut Marco, what is going on? Just there's, that. there's a line between being a wind up merchant and being an ass. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's fair to say they both crossed over that line. I mean, Helmet was already over it, let's be honest. No, yeah. yeah. Nobody he took him seriously anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel, yes, heat of the moment, everyone is going to be more passionate about the things, but you're talking to a, a base of millions of people. And that is not something that you can just rashly throw out words at. So more consideration needs to be taken before people start releasing statements and throwing accusations about and calling people eighth time world drivers champions. Um, uh, One thing I remember Max said was the way the celebrations were handled after the race had finished. Like, yes, he crashed out. It's very good that he's okay. But at the same time, that was lap one. Mm. We knew he was going to be somewhat okay because he went to the hospital. And But Lewis had just finished a race. From an incident that happened in lap one, he had 50 other laps to think, to just concentrate on the race and not think about Max. So people saying he should have thought about Max on the podium was like, he just mm. finished 50 laps where he this is going to sound bad, but he didn't have to think about Max because he had like (laughs) everything else to focus on. So I understand why he forgot. But it's it's the the two sides of the thing is, um, yes, he's won his home Grand Prix. Celebrate, sure. And he's equaled the record. Yes. Um, But at the same time, and he he hadn't been told at that point that Max had actually been taken to the hospital. He'd found out in the media He did ask if he was okay, didn't he? And he... And well, Bono yeah. said he was out of the car fine, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he asked if he was okay and was told he was out of the car, but he yeah, wasn't yeah. told he's gone to the hospital. Yeah, he didn't know, did he? No. Yeah. But at the same time, even in the interviews I've seen afterwards, he just completely neglected to accept any form of blame whatsoever and completely pinned it on Max. And you're, you're literally arguing with the stewards at that point, which is pointless. Because we know how inconsistent the stewards are. You're literally, I mean, they say that you should never argue with a stupid person because the stupid person doesn't know that they're wrong. So I feel like it's, it's kind of that sort of thing. Like if the stewards make a decision, mm. smile and wave, mm. say sorry, <laughs> move on. It was the complete lack of. Because any ed, other incidents he's had, he's, you know, like it, when he punterinoed Albon off, he said sorry. 
um, like other incidents, he's actually, you know, he's gone and apologized. He said sorry to the driver. He said sorry publicly, yada, yada. This one is just like, yeah, nah, it's, it's Max's fault. He was being too aggressive, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this hasn't been a great aftermath for Lewis because he's basically come out looking like an arsehole for, for the things he just said. Whereas before, like you said, he would be the, like the bigger person, apologize, like tell everyone like don't send hate to him don't send hate to Albon like just that example but now he's coming out looking like an ass because he's not apologizing not taking the blame and I wouldn't be surprised if he was arguing with the stewards in private so I mean one thing time yeah say that say say one thing publicly do another thing privately you know I think the thing is well first of all I think this shows it's very personal now between House and Versace the whole afternoon but I think one thing Hamilton is very good at compared to, say, his McLaren days is dealing with adversity and just getting on with it. You know, I don't, he, I don't think he agreed with the penalty, but he accepted it and it dropped it to fourth and he came back through. And the thing is with, I was, I know, I can, obviously you've got to understand Max has had a 51G impact and he's going to yeah. be angry. I mean, his championship rivals won the race who collided with him. You know, <laughs> he's not going to be happy, but I mean, the tweet wasn't on for me. Like, it, it, in my I, opinion, I, I see where he's coming from, but and to be honest, his tweet was a lot more toned down than some of the other tweets that were out there. Well, yeah, I mean that's just Twitter, but um, in my in my uh, opinion, yeah. in my opinion, that's one of Hamilton's best ever drives. The way he came through from the penalty and chased down Leclerc at the end. At his home crowd, you know, where we've got a full crowd back, having had a year and a half of no fans at most sporting events. And it was just, yeah, it was such a good moment. And to expect him to not celebrate when... Yeah, it's uh, just... Yeah, I mean... He hadn't been told at that point, so... As far as Lewis knew, Max was okay. Obviously, we all know he is now. But he was just told, he's okay, he's out of the car. In that moment, that's all he needed to know, in reality. Because you don't want to distract the, your driver yeah, by saying, oh, yeah, actually, that guy you hit on that one, yeah, he's in the hospital now. Yeah. Like, like yeah. What good's that going to do your guy? Yeah. I mean, so. I think the one most important thing is, obviously, there's going to be split opinions. You know, Verstappen's got his views. Christian Horner's got his views. Hamilton's got Hamilton Toto Wolf got their views. And, there's, and they're always going to disagree, and very much so in this case. <laughs> I think it's going to carry on. But segueing on to our next point, it doesn't excuse what we saw yeah. and no. it doesn't excuse the fan what we see response yeah, yeah. No. Which the, is the racism the racism, the racism. Yes. That definitely doesn't excuse it but the thing is for me with the um with the racist comments was i mean it's been such a big issue isn't it? ever since you know taking the knee with footballers and all that gesture and politics i hope that. i hope this well i hope it puts it to bed by the way the debate yeah. now about is it right to take the knee or whatever but for the one thing for me that stood out was as soon as that crash happened, my first thought in my head was Hamilton's going to get racist comments on his Instagram. That was the first, and it was the same with the penalty shootout for England. Obviously, I'm related, yeah. but it was the same thing with when you know because it was Rashford, Sancho, and Saka, three black players. I instantly thought they're going to get racist comments, and that says a lot, really, doesn't it? I mean, I Instagram, think even the thing is though it, with the football. I think even if we'd won but one of them had missed their penalty, they'd have still got it. Possibly, yeah. Well, I mean, with the football, it was English fans, wasn't yeah. it? 
with the incident it was i mean it was from abroad mainly wasn't it mainly yes yeah yeah um but the thing is i mean you look at social media companies twitter and instagram if you tweet like a clip of a race you get your account banned don't you yeah instagram (laughs) instagram knows when someone's put a post out that's related to covid and puts like a thing on it doesn't it they do it on facebook as well if someone puts a monkey emoji then that's fine apparently it doesn't get taken down even when it gets reported and even when it does get reported and the account gets banned i'll just create another one yeah and even if they even if they bother to go to the length of typing out a full racial slur it takes so long for that to get deleted yeah and i've seen in um lewis's latest post i think or some of his latest posts they're just filled with just racial racist Mm. comments like i said monkey emojis slurs like it's not on Mm. really not on i mean the thing that annoys me is how difficult is it just to get rid of the monkey emoji i know it won't do like anything massive but it's a step forward Or I mean, just you know, to put a filter on it, I flag yeah. every tweet that comes yeah, through yeah. with just that and That's, go, hmm, why is this person just tweeting monkey emojis? Yeah, I, I think, mean, come on, in, there are algorithms th- for this. I think in, in, I'm not too sure, but I know in some social medias, I think Instagram's one of them, you can um, just ban certain phrases words yeah. emojis but, but that's the thing it doesn't stop them from posting it it just stops it from exactly. showing up on yours especially when you get hundreds of thousands of comments yeah you know? yeah but the thing is i mean the thing is for me like like i was saying they're just going to create another account and do it again aren't yeah. they and i mean i'm no obviously you are never going to like cure racism and it's never going to go away but state you know we see like all the teams putting out statements which is good obviously mm. and i think there has been you know in sport obviously sports now a lot we talk about Rashford in the football and Hamilton, arguably the two biggest, you know, anti-racism voices and for other causes as well. Yeah. For that to happen to them. I mean, if you think of the Euros, it was such a good, I mean, you probably won't agree, but such a good tournament. It was such an enjoyable <laughs> tournament and it's now marred by Yeah, what it happened. had such a yeah. feel-good factor yeah. until and the And likewise, final. yesterday was... Well, even until the final. Day. Yeah, yesterday was such a good day. Yeah. No, until you logged into twitter and saw the amount of abuse he was getting and he'd have woke up this morning to find out he's racially abused i mean yeah i mean obviously like i said i'm no expert on how social media companies work but statements aren't enough i'm not being funny but i'm pretty sure tiktok's for you page algorithm is more complex than the algorithm you need to block an emoji yeah yeah i mean statements aren't enough and you hear like oh yes we're working really hard to remove anti no no you're not yeah I mean, one thing that gets talked about a lot is it is like needing ID, which is I don't I mean I don't know how it would work, but yeah, yeah, it's just such a shame. Like, I'd, like I would say Rashford and Lewis Hamilton, and yeah, I would say like yeah. IP address bans would work, but the amount of people that just use VPNs mm. makes it more difficult. So and yeah, we're just like same with the ID thing that it'd be a lot more damaging for people like. LGBTQ people who aren't out or like just people like that or people who don't have ID like that would be a lot more damaging to them trans instead. people that have transitioned but their ID hasn't yeah yeah, yeah. people like that yeah. like LGBTQ people who aren't out or can't come out uh, like mm. get a new ID or something but it would be a lot more damaging to them than to just ban words and emojis yeah I mean 
yeah, the problem the problem is they uh, all all they do is say we're we're trying to tackle it. Yeah, and, and then I can and then, go on Twitter and find a tweet like, from six hours ago. Yeah, it's like you hear, and and even then the problem problem continues. You go on Twitter and like say a news company tweets about it, like how long received racist abuse. You see like in the comments, oh, he deserved it because he took out Verstappen and could have killed him or whatever. Yeah, like no one, no one deserves racist. Yeah. T- no one deserves abuse online. For yeah. their, their well, okay. There are some things I believe people deserve yeah. abuse for, but you know that's a different story. Um, but nobody deserves for racing, yeah, like doing their job <sighs> again. You're like... allowed. You're allowed an opinion. Yes. You're allowed to um, think a person is to blame. A person is at fault. You are not allowed to be derogatory, racist, just outright rude mm. to that person. That is just wrong. So I mean, and it happens like in sport. It happens every time like a black player has you know a bad game in football or any other sport. It happens in everything. And I mean, you hear you hear like after the final, like the odd story of someone being arrested, but it's not enough, is it? Yeah, you know, it goes unpunished. That's one thing. I've seen the teams and Daniel Ricardo posting about them, saying like. Uh, we condemn this behaviour. It's not on. We stand against racism. Like the generic, we don't like racism tweets, but they're not really doing anything about it. Yes, they're supporting Lewis in saying it's bad and it shouldn't happen, but they're not doing anything about it. Like Mercedes, kind of are because like they're helping Lewis with the with Hamilton Foundation. Commission. Yeah, the Hamilton Commission. I think that's what it's called, Hamilton oh. Foundation. Um, and it was Hamilton something. I can't remember the second. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, like yeah, they are helping with that, but like, I'm not see. We're not seeing much of anything else happening apart from Lewis advocating and some other drivers saying we stand with him. Yeah, that's, I think that's was, all we're seeing. Was it four teams didn't even like they refused to take part in the Hamilton yeah. Commission investigation? And you well, think about like all that Lewis has done. This sport is so behind, isn't it, in terms of you know with, diversity? With Ferrari, don't they just only hire Italians anyway? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I mean, the Ferrari Drivers Academy is more diverse now. Like yeah. we've got we've got Ilot, we've got Mick. We've got, I mean, we've got yeah, Mick. but I mean, like employees. Get in. Yeah, employees. Oh god, employees! I think they only employ locally, to be honest. Yeah, I think it only is. Like, if you Italians. live around Maranello, that's it. Congrats, yeah. you've got the job. <laughs> but then, even then, it goes back to the the classic, the. Which is such a crazy point that Hamilton's the only black driver in seventy years of F one, yeah, and it is a rich white man's sport. Yeah, all the points about I, the money you need. I um, can't think of another black driver in any feeder series as well. Yeah, I think there actually might be like one. I, I can't remember his name or what team he's like. I, I think it might be McLaren actually. I've got. Oh, is it the junior driver who's karting? Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. remember his name, but... I, I can't remember. He's only, yeah. like, 13, though. He's got a long way to go before he gets anywhere near F1 Yeah, he's, he's still in yeah. karting. Um, but, yeah, they're the only two I could think like, of. The, the closest we get to racial diversity is, like, Roy Nassani and Alex Albon. Guan Yu Zhou. And Guan Yu Zhou, yeah. And that, that's... Like, yeah, that's great. We need to get more people involved, but at the same time, that's still not everyone. You want to call this a world championship? Then come on, let's let's get someone from South Africa in. Let's get someone from Kenya to come and drive. Like we need to start. 
there is um, Naomi Schiff, is that her name? She's a presenter in Double Series, but she's also a reserve driver. She's another, the only other black driver I can think of. And yet she's yeah. reserve. She's a reserve driver, mm. but I think she's reserve driver because she's a presenter as well. Yeah, I mean, you start to see it. There's, there's a little bit more in the paddock now. Uh, and I think yeah. that's as a direct result of what Hamilton's done. Are you seeing the mistake? I can't remember the what's the the lady's name in the Mercedes team. Uh, she's been on the podium. Oh yeah, I, I know. She's like the name, fuel but... engineer or something. Yeah, I, mean, I know start... who you are, but yeah, yeah, but I can't remember her name. But there's a long way to go. Yeah, there's there's so many names in Formula One. It's I think uh, you'll never yeah. learn everyone's name. True. It's think... hard enough to keep track of who's team principal at the rate Alpine go through theirs. I think <laughs> um, McLaren's social media admin is also a person of colour. I'm not exactly sure mm. what race. I'm not sure what the right word is either, but I know they're a person of colour as well. But yeah, yeah. No, Should we I move think... on to team-by-team team analysis? Yeah. yeah, I think we can yeah. nicely well, round off and hope. say that racism bad, racing yes. good. Half one lap one. Should we start at the top? Uh, We've kind of gone the, over the very, the very narrow top. I mean, well, we've we, touched on one half yeah. of Red Bull. And we kind of touched on Perez as well, because there was something we to say. I mean, um, yeah, he, he ruined his sprint race. Well, even in the race, he was... Like, I mean, it was a weird strategy, the two-stop, but he was like... He couldn't get past Stroll for ninth or whatever it was, and then he made his second pit stop, and he was still behind the TV or something. Mercedes power. Then, yeah. It was... Like, I. I, I was like joking with my friends who were there. Like, he was, we were saying, oh, he's going to get like top five and get driver of the day for binning it in the sprint race. Mm. But he was nowhere near, was he? No. Charles got driver of the day, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Deservedly. Rightly so. Hamil- yeah. Well, I would say Hamilton, but I don't think. I, d- I don't know. I feel like. Hamilton never if, gets it anyway. <laughs> no. If Carlos hadn't had his bad pit stop, I feel like Carlos probably could have got it as well because he would have been. 10 seconds further up the road, he would have been in front of Ricardo, probably challenging Norris. Yeah. So, considering where he started outside the top 10, that's a good drive. So, but um, yeah, so that's, I mean, we've done Red Bull. Max crashed 51G, ouch. Yeah. Also, where he crashed, uh, that was like, what, six foot beyond the end of the Tech Pro? Mm. I I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Tech Pro extended for next year. Yeah, it was so, it was an awful crash. Like, I mean, he yeah, he's gone straight into I mean, the tyres. He could have rolled easily. Yeah, I mean, and I, we were he saying off so about the the fans clips from right behind the barrier. Yeah, yeah you can see some is, of them hiding yeah. from the stones coming up. Yeah, I saw on Twitter also, someone said the people in front of them actually got hit by stones. Someone smashed his camera. Yeah, yeah, that was. Well, at least it was his camera and not his face. Yeah. Tell that to Helmut Marco. The reason he's got a glass eye is because he cut a bit of gravel through his helmet visor. Mm. So, um, but that does not excuse his radical opinions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so I think the tech pro is going to get extended round for next year. Like we've seen how good the, the FIA are at making adjustments to circuit safety. So I wouldn't be surprised if that one happens plus it's not that much of a big change is it a couple of extra lengths of tech pro done yeah so um mercedes lewis one valtteri on the podium i mean hamilton's drive i mean it's, it's a shame that it's going to go a bit unnoticed because yeah. it's so good I, yeah like it, was, I said, it was a good drive at the end it's, like... it's much like 
it is much like the English performance in the Euros. Like we got to the final, the final for the first time in fifty years, and 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 yet <laughs> after after all the racist comments have come out, we're not even going. We made it to the final. It's just yeah. Forza Italia. Pain if we had to hear the Italian anthem, by the way. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. But um, I mean, if you think about it, like. So Lewis couldn't pass Clerk on mediums at the start, could he? And the, the Ferrari's pace on the mediums yeah. was ridiculous. If you think about, so if you think about where he came out, how hard it was to pass. You know, it looked like the Clerk had it in the bag. I was even thinking he probably wouldn't pass Norris because it, it was it was it was like eight and a bit seconds clear with yeah. eleven laps to go. I mean, it was ridiculous how how quick he caught. I mean, if you think about, so Bottas, he was on the same near enough the same age of tie life, wasn't he? And he was like. Yeah. nearly a second lap quicker which is ridiculous and he was on much old well not much older tires than the clerk but i mean it looked like ferrari had it in the bag because we knew with hamilton's family they could just stay out until bossas was somewhere near his pit window but then for hamilton to close that gap like he did on older tires obviously you know the quicker car it, albeit the ferrari is very quick still but and that it reminded me of it reminded me of you know the famous mansell pk one at silverstone yeah it reminded me of that a bit, like the way he was just constantly chasing him down, hounding him. Laps. Yeah, and again he led <laughs> Leclerc led fifty laps. Hamilton led two, didn't he? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Hamilton's like led hardly any laps all season. Yeah, he's not race. led. He's not led as it was like when I think it was after four rounds. It was like, oh yeah, Max has led almost twice as many laps as Lewis, but Lewis has won three or four races because mm. <laughs> at, at the end of the day, like it's not the mid-race standings that matter it's who crosses the line first so you can lead as many laps as you like but if your engine blows up well that's a shame isn't it charles has also led more laps than sergio and bottas together i think yeah i heard that actually bottas hasn't led any has he i think he led portugal even on poles and he he led for a bit but yeah apart from that yeah sergio's only led like two which was the sprint race at baku yeah, and Port- and he said out in Portugal, didn't he? Because Mazepin held. Oh yeah. yeah, blue flag. But... <laughs> yeah. No, you're racing him, Lewis. <laughs> um, that was quite funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. Oh god, um, we're gonna have to like whiz through the teams, aren't we? Yeah, uh, McLaren. Yeah. Uh, McLaren. Lando yes. third in the con- third in yeah. the drivers. Better than Mercedes and a Red Bull. And he broke that history as well. Mm-hmm. Becoming like the fifteenth race. Oh, yeah, the most consecutive point yeah. scoring finish. So. Yeah. I'd have loved to see him on the podium at Silverstone because oh, again, yeah. it would have gone absolutely British, wild, yeah. even more so than but yeah, it's still imagine Ricardo. Imagine a, the a fourth if, fifth. Yeah. Imagine the scenes if Hamilton won without the crash. Uh Lando got like second or third and then George got in the points. That's what I was praying for. Today. I was I think um, a lot of people were hoping for that. Just yeah. Yeah. Like I said earlier, like the crowd when Russell got into Q3 was insane. Oh. It was so good. But it was at that point that I kind of thought it could happen. I really did think it's yeah. coming home. <laughs> <laughs> it did come home. F1 came home. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah, no, a fourth, fifth for for McLaren is solid. Uh, uh, Daniel's considering... best for mm. McLaren. Good. Think, uh, he, he looked a lot better this weekend yeah, as well. I think he's he said he got a home simulator as well, so I think that's really helped. Yes. <laughs> so I, I'm hoping this is Daniel's coming up now. Stunning point, yeah. 
Um, Ferrari. So, so close. Um, obviously, the control alt delete didn't quite come fast enough for Charles because <laughs> he kept coming over the, the um, radio saying that his engine was cutting out. So that was, yeah, that was a bit gutting. That was in the, the first, it was still on the mediums at that point, wasn't it? And Hamilton yeah. got within DRS range. Yeah, and... that was before he pitted because it was not long. I think I was sat in, sat in the van waiting for my parents to hurry up after I left work because I was just watching on Sky Go. I was like, hurry up. <laughs> but um, no, I think, I don't know. I feel like if they'd managed to resolve the issue earlier, maybe, maybe he could have made it to the end in front of Lewis. Um, because like they were like, oh yeah, yeah, it's all sorted now. Five laps later, it cut again. <laughs> so I don't know. But... It's all sorted now, but not for long. Yeah. And then Carlos had the slow pit stop. Um, oh, that was the worrying thing though, wasn't it? Because they pitted Charles pretty much straight away after they pitted Carlos. And it was kind of like, oh God, is the same thing going to happen again? I, I, th- I thought it had. <laughs> from the grandstand, sometimes it's a bit hard to follow like what's going on, and I thought it was Leclerc. Yeah. But yeah no, when it, when it came up, I, I noticed it was because the, the timing screen had already come up for the pit stop. So I knew it was Carlos. And then I looked back down to... Um, I'd, I'd got a message or something, so I was replying to that, and I looked back up, and I hadn't clocked that it said replay, and there was just another Ferrari in the pits. And I was just like, Charles, no. <laughs> <laughs> But it was thankfully it was just a replay and Charles's pit stop went pretty slick. Um, but I think that's a case of what could have been for Ferrari there. But I mean that's not taking away from what they did. A, a second and a sixth is good for them. Uh, I mean it's good yeah. for anyone really. Both both of them be on the podium now, and that's about that's nine drives I think on on the podium this season. Yeah, which is Already. good. Yeah, which is good. good. Yeah. Um, Alpha Tauri. Pierre didn't get points, but Yuki did. Yuki snuck a point, yeah. Yeah, Yuki Gasly got P10. Pierre Gasly finished 11th. Got, um, he, uh, he was running ninth and he had a punctured right near the mm. end, which mm. was, I didn't actually, again, like, it's kind of hard to figure it out in the grandstand sometimes. But, yeah, that was, that was gutting. Yeah. Um, and he passed Russell for 11th right at the end, which was... But I didn't, yeah, well. Again, I didn't realise how Russell was like, Actually, on the fringes of the points, but yeah, I didn't even notice until Gasly overtook him. I thought yeah. he was 11, then I didn't even notice until now. <laughs> yeah, <it was laughs> I don't think I've ever left Silverstone knowing like who finished like at the bottom of the top 10. Gasly dropped down to 14th on lap 47 mm. and then made up the those three spaces. Mm. So he, he was the last car that didn't get lapped actually. So by overtaking Russell, he did not get lapped. Yeah, he was passing him right in front of where Hamilton was like finishing the race, wasn't he? Yeah. So. Aston Martin, Lance P8, Seb retired. Yeah, well, I mean, so well. oh, God. why why did Seb retire? Was just the car was just not working yeah. anymore. <laughs> it was just one of them where he was at the back and mm-hmm. never going to score points. And so I think yeah, just because he dropped it behind Alonso. Yeah. He was doing so well, but it was, I'm, the, I'm, it was the old step. I'm not going to lie. I instantly typed in the Discord, Zbinala. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, sorry, not sorry, mate. You, know, you, you drop it like that, you're going to get the old 
the old spinalas. So, yeah, not Older a great brother. weekend. Older well, but it yeah. went about notice, really. Yeah. Didn't he make up, like, six positions in the thing? Oh, yeah, he made good. up a lot. It was Aston Martin and Alpine starts, which is ridiculous. And Alfa Romeo's as well. But... Yeah, six places. So that was, like, pretty solid for him. But went unnoticed. Um, I think a lot did in this race, to be honest. Yeah. Alpine, Fernando, 7th, Esteban, ninth. Fernando, official sprint qualifying master. Yeah. Oh, the older one goes back. Oh, well, I can say it now. That first, that first lap was outrageous. I had no, Again, I had no idea he was up to fifth until they said it on the tannoy, and I was like, what? Yeah, I didn't realise until after the race when they were like, analyzing afterwards because i I was just kind of i do what i do when uh when the race starts because i'm like yes the front is interesting but if there's no if no one's obviously going to overtake i start looking further back into the midfield and what's going on and you see you you see um (laughs) red bull mercedes ferrari mercedes alonso what (laughs) (laughs) yeah sometimes I, i like watch what's happening on the screen then i just glance over at the timing things it's like, hang on, Alonso, what are you doing there? <laughs> like sometimes I get the occasion, like, hang on, you're not meant to be there. That's too high up. What are you doing? So uh, yeah, but that was still a good drive from him. Um, Alfa Romeo. Ocon finished ninth as well. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know, another couple of points. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alfa Romeo. Antonio thirteenth. Kimi fifteenth. Kimi had the spin. Every yeah. single like start, they were very good, which they always are. But then... Joe Venazzi always is. Yeah, yeah. And was... Kimi. Kimi was like eighth, wasn't he, at one point in the race? Probably. And then he just dropped back, and that spin was just stupid. Yeah, right like, at you... the start. Again, that was so obviously going to happen. Yeah. That, that was where I was sat, and it was like everyone could see Reichen and all Paris was going to spin around. I think 13th for Antonio is pretty solid, considering it's like kind of high up in... F1.75 is like quite high up in that. So, like, that's pretty solid for Antonio. Obviously, points would be better, like Monaco, but what can he do? I mean, we all have to be George Russell at some point. Yeah, I mean, Alfa Romeo are one of those teams that it's just you, you will sneak a point at an occasional race. And this was just a race where not enough people DNF'd for them. So, yeah. Um, Williams, uh, George, George on the George. slow slow down. Yeah, was oh, was going 12. so well on Friday. Yeah, George I think, twelve. I think without that penalty, he'd have been in that. Um, was it? It was, in, was that Alonso Stroll Ocon fight. Mm. He might mm-hmm. have been in that, and then maybe beaten Sonoda for the last point or something. If and the sprint race hadn't happened, if the sprint race hadn't have happened, I think he would have done a lot better. Yeah, it was just. His starts every time. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And still, fourteenth, not too bad for him. I mean, yeah. I feel like yeah. he's he's gained places. He he really should have been sixteenth. He's gained places because Raikkonen spun and then Perez has pitted. And two people DNF'd. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty um, decent for him. And then Hass. Hass. Nikita finished ahead of Schumacher. This is Sadly. the apocalypse has come. This is what I was going to say. So no, I don't think anyone knows this hardly. But at where I was sat at Vale, 
Mazepin actually made an unbelievable overtake on Schumacher. It was so good. Like he went round the so he tried to pass into Stowe, but couldn't quite do it. And then went round properly round the outside of him into Vale, and then took the inside for the last corner. And they never showed it. I think someone actually tweeted it. Yeah, yeah, I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> it was actually a really good move. I didn't realise he finished in front until now. I, I remember when Mazepin spun in qualifying, by the way, the whole crowd just went, way. <laughs> I was like, everyone was just like, like in, in disbelief when he made that overtake. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, like in Baku when the guy spun and the people on the balcony were saying, Mazda spin, Mazda spin, way. <laughs> uh, okay, so <clears throat> the driver's standings after round nine? Yes. Ten, I think. Ten. I think ten. I don't know. Could be wrong. Oh, it's probably wrong. <laughs> I, I've As got usual. to count this now. I'm, I'm, I'm lost now. <laughs> uh, races. Yep, ten. Oh, okay, round ten. The driver standing <laughs> after ten rounds of action are as follows: in twentieth and last place on zero points, Nikita Mazepin. Nineteenth, Nicholas Latifi on zero points. 18th, Mick Schumacher, 0 points. 17th, George Russell, 0 points. 16th, Antonio Giovinazzi, 1 point. 15th, Kimi Raikkonen, 1 point. 14th, Yuki Tsunoda, 10 points. 13th, Esteban Ocon, 14 points. 12th, Lance Stroll, 18 points. 11th, Fernando Alonso, 26 points. 10th, Sebastian Vettel, 30 points. 9th, Pierre Gasly, 39 points. 8th, Daniel Ricciardo, 50 points. Seven, Carlos Sainz. Why couldn't you get fastest lap this time, man? 68 points. Sixth, Charles Leclerc, 80 points. Fifth, Sergio Perez, 104 points. Fourth, Valtteri Bottas, 108 points. Third, Lando Norris, 113 points. Second, Lewis Hamilton, 177. And first... Max Verstappen, 185 points. And the Constructors standings. 10th, Haas, 0. 9th, Williams, 0. Both surprise, surprise. 8th, Alfa Romeo, with 2 points. 7th, Alpine, 40 points. 6th, Aston Martin, 48 points. 5th, Alfa Tauri, 49 points. 4th, Ferrari, with 148 points. Third, McLaren with 163 points. Second, Mercedes with 285 points. And first, it's Red Bull Racing at 280. Well, I think that leads us on to how our predictions did, to be honest. Uh, as, as you can imagine, with one of the front runners being taken out on that one, most of our predictions went somewhat out the window straight away. Yeah, much obliged, Lewis. <laughs> um, with that said, uh, uh, Alex and Chris both won this week with seven points apiece, and me and Sonia came last on two points each. <sighs> Joy, and I'll I'll put the the table in the in the screen, but I don't think there's too much change from last week. Um, with social media. Lily, who hasn't changed her prediction once since she put her first one in, has again somehow won with six points uh, uh, just because she got Hamilton first and Bottas third. Um, our bold predictions. So Alex said that you, you said teammates would crash and one would DNF. 
well, their teammates crashed in the, the hash duo, um, but they both finished still. So I said, close. I said as part of Maspin Bingo, he DNF on the first lap as well. So I, I mean, and obviously it wasn't the actual race, but so close. Close, but no cigar. Do an unbelievable fall, but as usual, got it wrong. Uh, ben said it was going to be a sneeze fest. No, I think it was pretty much anything but, to be honest. Um, Chris said Hamilton, Norris, and Russell would all score points. Keep dreaming. Uh, Nia, you said George into Q3. Yes, but you also said and points. <laughs> so, no. And I said that Danny Ricardo would finish exactly one place slower than Lando Norris, and he did. So, I got it right. Uh, and yeah, as Alex alluded to earlier, we played Mazepin Bingo, and uh, surprise, surprise, y- you lost that one. He did not DNF on that one. Um, and I actually, how many laps down did he finish? It was two, wasn't 27. it? 27. Oh, it well, 27 laps. 27 laps down. That's outrageous. In my head, I thought you were going to say laps. I was like, 27. No, I, 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 I took note of that and I put yeah, it in the I Discord know. as that's well. That's why I said 27. But then I was like, oh, wait, no, you said, well, how many laps down? Oh, I've messed up. <laughs> oh, it's only, only one lap. Bingo as well. It's like every lap you could see like him getting slightly, Leclerc getting slightly closer to him. It's because at that point Mick was behind him, so I saw that Mick had been lapped. I was like, "Oh, it's time," because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mick got brought in for his pit stop earlier. Yeah, so it's like, okay, any second now. It, it happens um, in the pit stop a lot. But. So he was he was one lap down. Um, so Ben technically got two points out of three. Ben recline in pain. Yeah, <laughs> three <laughs> laps off. So I'm pretty sure I said lap twenty four. Yeah. You got two out of three, right? Um, and Chris got two out of three, right, as well. Because he said lap 27, but he said two laps down. So, yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a tie, I believe, we'll call that. So, and then Chris that means, in here, so yeah, I it's will. a tie. <laughs> <laughs> ben has won that one. Uh, <laughs> sorry, not sorry, Chris. Uh, go to Stuart documents next week. <laughs> Don't, don't he finish work. Makes either. one for you specifically. <laughs> don't tempt him. He probably would. <laughs> he probably would. Um, how did we do it? Uh, oh my god! How did you get? You got two hundred and seventy-nine points this week, Nia. What? what? Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Nia won fantasy this week with an obscene score. Do uh, share screen? Yeah, I'll do share screen. Um, right, so this is the weekly results. Nia first, 279. Uh, my first team in second. Nia's second team in third. Alex in joint joint third. Oh, blind. Yeah, that's got to be my best of the season, by <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, ben in fifth. Uh, my third team in sixth. Chris in seventh. And my, oh, my second team in eighth with 156 points. I think... Um... Holy mac and cheese balls won because Hamilton's in it. How how has Perez still got forty four points this week? Wait, oh, and Perez is in it as well. Yeah, 
How, yeah, how was that? I mean, I, he's my turbo driver, so uh, he he got twenty two points. He gained still. four positions. Oh, oh my god, that's ridiculous! He qualified fifth, <laughs> so he got sixth. He he beat his teammate in the race. Wow, low oh, blow! Low blow fantasy. Uh, race did finish. Wow, uh, race fastest lap. Okay, fine. Uh, positions gained because he binned it earlier. Um, Q3 finish, sprint finish. Jesus, how did you only lose five positions in the sprint? What I don't understand. <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, Wait, I'll see where you qualify. Oh, no, it's because it's a maximum. Once you hit the maximum, uh, you can't oh, lose any more points than that. So, but yeah, you get like a minus a million if you DNF because of reliability. Okay, or or you, you get, get crashed into. <laughs> Race did not finish. Minus yeah, fifteen points. Exactly. Cry every day. At least he still scored points. Mm. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, that's was... <laughs> minus one. Oof. That's not ideal. Uh, who was my lowest? Mick Schumacher scored as many as Pierre Gasly. Eight points. Nice. Oh well. <sighs> anyway. Uh, because of the events happening uh, in the F1 this week and it taking somewhat longer than an average episode to cover them, uh, we're going to cover the support races in the uh, Hungary preview episode. So it will turn into a Formula 2 and W Series review slash Hungary preview. So, and a roasting uh, of the stewards. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Chris so, will definitely have something again. to say on that. <laughs> Tune in next week to uh, hear Chris try and defend some stewards. <laughs> uh, next thing you know, he just becomes a steward himself. With just like, yeah. Um, I'm so glad we've got a whole episode for that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm so looking forward to next week. Yeah. Um, what else have we got going on? Um, uh, I've got my this weekend. London I've... Epre this weekend. Oh yeah, London Epre this weekend, and I'm doing my F1 Turbo Attacks pack opening live stream on Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll leave my Twitch link in the description. Uh, feel free to come and tune in if you want to see some F1 Turbo Attacks cards, because <laughs> it seems to be a pretty niche market on YouTube at the minute. Yeah. Um, so I thought, why not? Plus, some of the cards look really cool. How many packs do you have? 30 individual packs, five multi-packs, <laughs> and a mini tin and a deck box and the launch bundle. So yeah, tune in again, uh, same time next week to hear us rip into some stewards as well as covering the, uh, the Silverstone support races and uh, get in touch with your hungry predictions um, we want to know who is going to dump it on pole and who's going to finish on the podium. So until next time, thank you for listening slash watching and goodbye. <laughs>